and ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio, where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. This episode is brought to you by Bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, where you guys can get your day game sorted, action guide there, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, and you'll be sweet. Also, booking one-on-one Skype coaching, dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create actual change in your life. Ongoing packages are available for those that wish to join the bowl inside, which get the perks of priority messaging and priority session bookings. And of course, those day game foundational boot camps where you guys can have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set, create the freedom of choice in your dating life, and no longer be scared of what it means to go up to an attractive woman wherever you are, whenever you are, and be able to bring the best of your 50. If you guys would like to donate to this pod to support what's going on here, you can do so through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name, Adam Ui. And anything you donate is tremendously appreciated. I'm extremely humbled and grateful. Thank you so much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. A brand new intro. Shout out to Tokyo Megaplex on SoundCloud. I almost said soundtrack then. On SoundCloud. Uh, he provided the backing track for the new intro. It is fucking hype. So uh, that cha-cha, that pineapple house party. So uh, for those of you that are listening to the audio, thank you so much for being here. Sip on matcha, let's go. You need to buckle up. You need to sit down for this because this is real. This is like a very in-depth. Let's go. T says to me on the gram at Uitang1, Hello, Adam. I've listened to most, if not all, of your Q&A sessions, uh, sessions via the Spotify podcast, which is an amazing thing I'm really grateful for. Also, my compliments for the clean edits, professionalism you're able to transfer through here. Ah, no worries. Thanks, T. Uh, unfortunately, I live in the Netherlands. Hold up. I'm going to move down through this because <laughs> that's just the deeper context. Here we go. Here's his actual question. The question is, how should you combine your emotions, flaws, and insecurities with women? This question arose based on several factors. Here's the context. And just like, just taking a pause here, for those of you that are used to listening to my long-form podcast, the Podo podcast, that's essentially what this is going to be. This could be a podcast in of itself, and that's how I'm treating these social Q&A lives, at least for the first 10 to 20 minutes, just sharper, just more to the point. Well, we don't uh, try and go off on too many tangents. So he says, point one to the context of his question. Deeper social connection. I go to a therapist for almost two years now. This started after ending up in the hospital due to a suicide attempt. Let's go a little bit real. The overall theme during my sessions is loneliness. Something I'm having issues with connecting with people on a deeper level. However, according to my therapist, you can only connect with people on a deeper level after you dare to be vulnerable with this person. In brackets, I should add here that he also told me that almost no interaction with another person starts like this and you should build from, in quotes, small talk, in quotes, to a deeper connection and showing vulnerability. In bracket. Point two, the way of the superior man, a piece of literary, literary gold, Yes, it gave me great insights in how to cope with your emotions and the ideas of masculine and feminine energy. Absolutely, uh, David Data, Superway, Superior Man's tremendous text. He continues to say, however, in one of the chapters, it is stated that, in quotes, you should not be her therapist, end quotes. However, how does this work the other way around? In general, the masculine energy is not about being, in quotes, soft, end quotes, and vulnerable, in quotes. 
Also strengthened by our daily society and passages in the book where it is stated that the masculine being should be grounded and stable. I told you we're going deep here, sirs. And, and ladies, if you're in here as well. Point three, my latest experience due to me focusing mainly on my business, I do not go out a lot. When I do, it is with the purpose of maintaining my social muscle. I live in a 300 people cow town. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I told him, I said that I wasn't going to tell uh, what country he's from, but let's just say Europe. Let's just say 300 people cow town in Europe somewhere. Therefore, I try to spend one day and night a week in different city here in this city. In brackets, day and night game combined with fun activities and brackets. However, as I work about 70 hours a week on my business, I tend to use Tinder. A situ- and here's where it starts to get uh, very micro. A situation with a girl I have met on Tinder has led me to question and had some realizations. Here's a situation. After having many nowhere leading matches in brackets, yes, that's Tinder, and brackets, I met a girl with whom the small talk was going extremely well. We have talked for about two days about superficial topics, uh, about superficial topics, and I had the idea that there was a lot of potential. In brackets, this is also something she acknowledged as the admitted to having mutual feelings, but being a lot less than mine. She lives about 100 clicks away from me, and I have a business appointment near her this Wednesday. This is when I started to play with the idea of meeting her this Wednesday and me asking her about her schedule. She said she had college that day, for the entire day. The classic no time excuse. This is an excuse which is hard to swallow for me as in quotes, no time, end quotes, can, also, can most often be seen as not high enough priority, in quotes. After talking a bit, the acknowledged, she acknowledged that her main issue was indeed that things were going too fast, in brackets, also my feelings for her, in brackets. I told her that I was disappointed and that I'm afraid to talk with someone for days via WhatsApp, opening up, getting more invested, with the possibility of her not being interested in the end, in brackets, trust issues, in brackets. The message was not quite emotional on my part, as after that I have told her about issues I'm facing regarding abandonment and... Sorry, incorrect. He said, the message has got quite emotional on my part, as after that I told her about my issues I'm facing regarding abandonment and trust, which is going to be the main topic of what we talk about today. At that moment itself, it felt good to tell her about my past experiences and how this has impacted me. But when the message is sent, I immediately regretted it. In quotes, she will think I'm unstable. This is not the mask I represented. Taking the mask off is something which obviously is necessary, but how do you do this without scaring the other person? How far should you go sharing your emotions? Should you? Sharing my emotions gave me back the old, in quotes, needy feeling, in quotes, which I thought I had lost after a lot of improvements in my social area, and I don't like it. I'm sure you will find several red flags in this message. I intended this to be a short message for your Q&A this Friday, but it's gotten quite longer than expected. I'd like you to focus on the main question, when should you share your emotions with a girl, and to what extent, especially related to masculine energy and frame. Again, thank you for everything you do, Adam. You're causing some two impactful two-degree redirections in multiple lives. Uh, Much love, T. Cool. So, I told you, very in-depth, very in-depth context. Now, for those of you who just take a break and just just wet my beak for a second, for those of you that are in this live stream, drop me a thumbs up down below, welcome. Uh, drop me a comment in the feed as well, let me know you're here. Uh, I, on purposely, for the first 10, 20 minutes, just before we dive in on my uh, my thoughts around T's deep context you just mentioned there, is that uh, 
yeah, drop your comments. I'm not going to look at them right now, but post them up and then we'll have your Q&A afterwards and we'll dive into those around anything, dating, social dynamics and relationships. Fuck, that much is good. You don't screw any ass from us. <laughs> oh, shook here. So, T, to your question. To the Because there's obviously a lot he's talked about there. And if this was a normal podcast, which it very well could have been, I would be breaking down everything step by step. But I want to just get shoot straight to the shoot, shoot straight to the point when he says, uh, when should you share your emotions with a girl and to what extent? You know, that's a very interesting question because, T, my initial reaction to this entire story with this Tinder girl and you wanting to pre-meeting her, you haven't even met her. You want to tell her about, and you did tell her about your abandonment issues. You want to tell her about your uh, trust issues. Why is this a big no-no? And so, I don't worry, we'll come back to your question towards the end, but that's just where my mind goes first. Why is this a big no-no? Because, and actually, your question will organically dive in as to when should that be shared, and am I saying never to share that type of stuff? Maybe just first things first, my friend. First things first, which is that, listen, what is the point? What is the point of meeting this woman? What is the point of talking to her on Tinder? What's the intent? Because if your intent is to treat her as a therapist, if your intent is to reach a deeply platonic, extremely platonic relationship bond in which that you two are able to share the deepest of your psychological flaws first, and that's your intent, that I have no problem with you sharing your abandonment issues, with you sharing your trust issues because that's your intent and that makes sense. But correct me if I'm wrong, T. The reason why you're hitting this girl up on Tinder, the reason why you want to meet up with her this next Wednesday and uh, get on a date with this girl is because you want to see if there's a sexual-based connection, both emotional and physical. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I'm not saying that further down the line that, you, that you're not looking for a partner that you could share those abandonment issues with and those trust issues with. But the way I think about this is that the reason why this is such a such a red flag is that you're disrespecting the dance between the masculine and feminine energy. If the dance between the masculine and feminine energy happens on a lake, you're in this lake where you agree to meet with each other and that you're just going to be with each other and you're going to see, if, number one, if there's, and first and foremost, the connection. Right? And that's what the dance is. Between the dance of masculine and feminine energy, it's just, do we have a connection together? How could that ever come to be? How could that ever come to be in a natural way if you've already brought in different partners? And when I say different partners in this visualization, you've brought past him, T, which is, oh, I've already said his name now, fuck, it's a live stream. Well, as long as I didn't say his full name, I'm sure he's fine with that. You've brought past him and you've brought future Tim to this dance. When you start telling her about your abandonment issues and your trust issues, You've brought other partners to this dance, which are now going to impede and block the connection between you and this woman because it's no longer about just the dance of your energies together and seeing if there's sexual polarity between you two, first emotionally and then physically. That that is now being intercepted. It's been interrupted. It's It's been blocked because you've got all these issues you're coming in with and it goes both ways as well. It goes both ways, which is that I was thinking about this as we were leading up to this uh, social Q&A, which is that the greatest dates I've ever had with girls are with girls that don't bring their other selves. If you want to use that term, they don't bring their past or future selves. 
They're just there and present with me in that moment. And that my most hated of dates, I just like hated uh, with the dates that I had the least amount of fun on, the ones that I just wanted to get out of there. I'm just not connecting with this girl. It wasn't necessarily because she's such a bad girl or because she's such a bitch or because she's uh, so, so insane or whatever. Don't worry, there are some of those, but it's not because of that necessarily. It's because that she blocked the true connection of us connecting on a emotionally and physically sexual level. And never even got a chance to get physical, but not even emotional either, because she was so wrapped up in her past issues. Let me give you an example here. Uh, recently went out on a uh, date with a girl that spent the entire date speaking about her ex-boyfriend. The entire date. And it wasn't as if I was like uh, Detective Uwe here, just like, hmm, and so when did this happen? And what was he like? And no, it wasn't like I was like that. She was just, she was holding, she was bringing in, she was holding and she was bringing in so much of her heart locker to this day, which what was the point of us getting out on this day? What was the point? The point was that I want to see if we connect together. I want to see if we have a sexual connection, if there's polarization between my masculine and your feminine, but because you're spending this entire date talking about your ex-boyfriend, and not just that, like it wasn't, it wasn't not just the ex-boyfriend, but also about uh, how much she struggles with her career and her job and, and the future that she sees for that, and just so much negativity. And all I'm thinking about is that this girl's beautiful. Like This girl is outwardly a physically beautiful girl. And I would love to feel connected with her. I would, I want to be connected with her, and I would love to see what it's like if that, if she could just burn away, let go of her past self and her future self, one of her her, her deeply rooted past. If she could just let go of her deeply rooted past and forget about her completely inaccurate projected future, and just be present with me in this here moment right now, for the purpose of what it is right now. I'm not saying in time that. That a, on the flip side, that a girl can't screen and look for a partner that might be able to share her trust and abandonment issues. And to you more towards now, Tim, my T, which is that, do you see what I'm saying here? Is that on this lake, in this connection space between you and this woman, it's incorrect. It's disrespectful. It's, it's dishonoring what you're there to do with each other. So that's why it's an issue that you brought up your abandonment issues and your trust issues pre- so early in the game, so early on before. And when you said that your therapist said that, that this sharing of deeper level stuff should happen incrementally and, and should happen at the same pace, I agree with that. I 100% agree with your therapist's recommendation there. It's just that the angle I'm giving you, hold on, I just realized that my laptop's not even plugged in the uh, charger. The angle I'm giving you here is that first things first, first things first, which is that what I would recommend for you is that you approach these interactions, and I know you've sent me some more follow-up context, so I'm just keeping in mind for the podcast people here and for the people on the YouTube live stream, which is that you approach all of your potential dates and your potential romantic spaces and these lakes that I'm talking about here. You approach these with just the present, with just who you are in that present moment, that you let go of your past. And this is something we're going to drill into here, and we will start at, 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 at I've made a commitment that in these social Q&As that I will keep them sharper, which is that essentially what you're doing here. What, when I said you're bringing your past selves and other partners to this dance that are not required, what is that really? It's your ego. Because your abandonment issues and your trust issues is your ego. Right? They do not exist in this present moment. They exist in your deeply rooted past and your, in your inaccurately presented future, projected future. They're not, they're not alive beings. You breathe life into them. And so... 
if you're coming into the space of a new girl, why would you keep them alive? Why would you bring them to this dance? Why would you bring them to the lake? In which that they're only going to impede on your physical and emotional connection. They're only going to force you to fuck up your 50. They're only going to force you to act out of scarcity and neediness and to show all-time levels of... And that's the scarcity. All-time levels of the scarcity, which is that... You know, what does that show? What does that show a woman if that right off the bat, before you've even had any form of deep level connection, you haven't connected physically, you haven't connected emotionally, this is still on the Tinder, which is that you're already trying to unveil and reveal all of these deep psychological, what you what you perceive as flaws and, and the hurt locker that you have inside of yourself. What, what does that say to a woman? What does that communicate to her? Well, how, what kind of options does this guy have in his life? Why, why is he trying to screen so hard? Because we get it. I get it. I get why you're trying to do this so early on. Because you're trying to screen for a girl that will be understanding, that will be empathetic, that will come to you and not judge you for your abandonment and trust issues. I get all of that. But when you set a woman up off the get with all of that right from the beginning and you just, what's the word? You dump truck that. You dump truck that on her. What kind of message that sends to her is that, well, what kind of options does this guy have? If he's having a screen right off the bat like this, it's like, is, am I his only option? Is, 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 is he just hoping this works out with me? And, and that's why he's trying to play such a long play, such a long game right from the beginning. Is that where he's coming from? That's definitely a thought line that's going to run through a girl, if not consciously, definitely subconsciously as well. So I want to start to wrap this back up in here and just bring some straight tactical points, which is, Number one, to your question of, you know, to what extent should you be sharing your emotions? As they need to be played. As they need to be played. Like, I'm not going to, there's no hard and fast rule. It's not like on a day two, if she's really starting to open up about uh, some really traumatic shit in her past and you got it to that level of comfortability and you feel like you want to share some of your stuff as well. I'm not saying don't do that, but it needs to be a reciprocated vibe. The energy on this lake between you and this feminine energy needs to be reciprocated and that you need to be in step with each other. And that I just want you to take the visualization of that if your masculine energy is this uh, red fireball and that her feminine energy is this this blue electric spark and it's just you two are just kind of swirling around each other that that's what I'm talking about here is that you're operating on the same frequency, you're vibrating in the same moment and that it's all mutually reciprocated. Then of course, share, share your emotions, dive as deep as you want. I've talked about magic in the gardens before. One of my favorite day twos of all time. One of my favorite day twos of all time. Uh, I was talking about day two examples before. One of the greatest girls I've ever met, and I made a whole video about it called The Greatest Day Two of My Life. For those of you that haven't seen it, in the uh, Best of the Best playlist, check it out after this. Very emotional video. I remember that day two of that girl. Shout out to Steph in Miami. And I remember that was, it's one of the greatest day twos of my life to this date still, and it happened years ago. And when we were standing on the ocean, like at the, at the, at the ocean's doorstep, we're on the, the ocean's doorstep and this is like hot, hot and sweaty Miami South beach. And this massive storm is coming in and you can see the clouds rolling in. And we, we were sitting down on this little white kind of, uh, wooden board plank thing where people sit down on the bench. And I just told her just to come with me, come with me to the ocean's edge. After we had finished making out, I just, and it was electric fireworks. We're making out. This is on the day too. I only met her the day before on boot camp. And, and yeah, so we had that established that physical connection and the physical connection between us was so raw. It was so incredible. It was like fireworks the moment I kissed her that I realized that I wanted to take her to a deeper emotional bubble. So what did I do with her? I grabbed her by the hand and I took her down to the ocean's edge. 
and we're standing there at the ocean's edge, feet deep in the water. And in Miami, it's extremely warm. It's like a warm bath, but we're looking out into this vast ocean and these, these thunderstorms are rolling in. And I just, I pull her around the front of me. I pull her around the front of me and I wrap my arms around her waist and she's got her arms clasped around, uh, around my arms as well. So it's that straight bear hug, right? And I just rest my chin on her shoulder and we just stand there. You know, we just stand there at this ocean's, ocean's edge, not saying anything, just breathing, just breathing. And all I was trying to do with her was just feel my heartbeat against hers, right? Extremely deep, extremely emotional here. I only met this girl yesterday through Cold Approach, just met, stopped her and her friend on Lincoln Street Mall after coaching boot camp. And so we're here and we're standing in this moment. We're feeling our hearts beat. I feel how fast her, her heart is beating. I'm trying to just slow down my breathing so she comes in sync with me. And the, the, the thunderstorms are rolling in. They're coming in. And it starts to just pour. We get drenched. The range is coming down so hard. But I stay firmly rooted. I stay firmly grounded. I do not move. It doesn't matter to me in that moment. And, you know, everyone else is kind of like uh, fucked off. Everyone out on the beach is like, because it looks like it's going to be like a straight hurricane. I don't give a fuck. There's this moment we have here and now. Now, the reason why I'm painting you to this story right here is that would I recommend that you try and do this, get to this deeply emotional level with a girl on every date and you share this level of vulnerability with her? No. no it, was, it was all just a manifestation of the previous step, which was me reading the girl in front of me, me reading that girl in front of me, reading her energy, reading her vibe feeling the energy between us. And most importantly for you here, T, which is that past Adam and future Adam were not present. My past self and my future self were not present. I did not allow for them to interrupt the masculine and feminine energy polarizing together. That would only have stunted, interrupted, inter intervened with what was happening between us. When I'm standing with her there in that moment, the reason why that's the correct decision is because there was no Adam processing. Is this the right decision? Is this the correct decision? No, not at all. There is no concept of Adam in that moment. And I know we've gone very, we've gone deep here. This is important for me to get out to you because I'm, you've been following me for a very long time and uh, we've, you, deserve, you deserve this. You deserve this. And I want to bring, I'll, we'll, we'll piece it up here. Otherwise, this is going to go for an hour. This is going to go for now. And for those of you that are in the live stream, drop a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this content. Drop me a comment as well. Get your questions ready. We'll dive into those soon. I want to finally summarize here to tell you that. And I just want to get your final words, what exactly that you said there. When should you share these emotions with a girl and to what extent we've covered that, especially related to the masculine energy? Yeah, that's well, it. For you particularly, your abandonment and your trust issues, right? they exist within past Tim and future Tim. They don't exist in the now. So what I would ask you to do if you would like to have a truly sexually polarized connection between yourself and this and all of your potential partners is that you let go of all those. Don't bring them to the dance. Don't bring them to this lake. Right? They can come and they can be addressed when you two have established, first off, your emotional sexual connection. But pre that, it does not matter. It does not matter. Why? It doesn't, it does not matter because first and foremost, it's going to interrupt the connection between you and her. And secondly, it's going to push her away. It's going to push her away because she's going to feel that you're more concerned with your issues than establishing a polarized sexual connection with her. Of course, she's not consciously processing that, but that's how we're hardwired and subconsciously that's what's going to be running through. You know this, you know this, and if you don't know this yet, this is your work to do. So I thank you so much for sending that question in. 
And to kicking off this uh, Social Q&A Live episode 6, Social Q&A Live. Wait, hold up, hold up. Social Q&A Live, Rockaban. There we go, number 6, Konobangumwa, bodojo.com. Uh, this program is brought to you by bodojo.com. So, with that being said, we are now going to dive into your questions on uh, anything related around dating, social dynamics, and relationships. I'm going to dive into this uh, chat feed right here. And yes, of course, just uh, the social Q&A, social Q&A, the super chat is available. For those of you that would like to donate to the channel and send something back to the channel, help, uh, help uh, put your brick in the temple, put your brick in the temple. That's always there. And I'm going to dive harder on the context from the super chat. And I will, of course, uh, bump that to the top. We've got some time to answer some questions. And I hope you guys are doing well. Also, if you're watching this in post, uh, please drop a comment down below on the YouTube video afterwards. It helps out the YouTube video. Drop your thumbs up as well. Much appreciated. I loved, I lo- I got, I can't wait to, uh, for a second, take it my mind. I can't wait to go back and listen to this um, because I feel like we dropped some absolute fire there. I think that was beautiful. I can't wait to go back. Um, okay, so let me get this activity feed. Let me get this activity feed in. Oh, man. It's weird shifting my eyes from the cam up there to uh, this this uh, feed box. Here we go. So, going through the questions here. St. Louis kicked off. I say, hope you're doing well, Adam. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Adrian Camilleri, Kane. Hope you're doing well, man. Hope that uh, hope that journey's going well for you. Nice smack says hi. It's working. Shakar, us, us, my friend, us. And uh, Felix Dan's up in the chat. What up, my friend? Hope you're doing well. Infinite paradox. Yo, yo. Nice smack. Nice. Adrian goes. Uh, first question in here. Best way to open during a night game. Go full of intent or save it for later on in the interaction. Yes, good question, Adrian. So. Listen, uh, my principles behind opening at night is that conversely to the day, your verbals mean much, much less, right? Because the context of the context, the context of the environment is that anytime a guy is going up to a girl at night, you go to a bar, you go to a club, the tapas lounge, whatever, it's already understood what your intent is for the most part. No guy goes up to a girl in the night just wanting to be friends. And no girl assumes that he just wants to be friends. And if a guy does go up to a girl in the night saying that I just want to be friends or is communicating that kind of vibe, they already know this is some slimy, toxic shit. Right? He's, what, why, this guy could not even front up and he's lying to me now? So, you, first, there's your first tactical tip if you didn't already know. Do not try and bullshit a girl at night. Now, what I was saying there is that in the day, you verbally need to be straight up direct because you need to separate yourself from salesmen, charity, uh, people who are trying to get you into their restaurant, et cetera, et cetera, and that it's actually far more powerful in the day because it's not done, it's not known. But it is known in the night that you are going to be approaching, if you are approaching a girl, that she knows that you're there because you want to get down. She And in a more uh, eloquent way that you want to see if there's a sexually polarized connection here between you and this woman, she knows that. So it is not necessarily so important that you verbally verbally connect to this girl and communicate to this girl that I think you look very attractive and I think you're a beautiful girl and I want to come say, hey, you can go with that before. And I've said this in other pieces of content. There is no problem with doing that. But there is also no problem with going up to a girl in the night and saying, yo, I think you look like a watermelon. What's up? <laughs> I think you look like a straight suika, that watermelon. All right, you got that watermelon vibe. <laughs> it's just these... Uh, the amount of times I've said that to a girl and 
to the shock and surprise of maybe some of you, but okay, for those of you that are close, uh, for those of you that have been out with me, uh, for those of you that have been out for any amount of time, know that why that's uh, extremely powerful. But, and actually, I will go into that view for in a second, but the reason why there's not such a difference between it is because of the energy behind it. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of nuanced talk here, but we it's it almost has to happen in the night. I don't give this leeway, leeway during the day. The same nuance applies in the day, but I'm not going to give the same nuance because there's too much gray zone. In the night, the reason why straight up, straight up direct intent, you know, going up to a girl in the bar, let's paint it out real here. You're in that bar, you see that girl blowing your mind, I go straight out to her, yo, excuse me, miss. I was literally just standing over there with my mate and I thought you looked beautiful tonight. I had to come say, hey, my name's Adam. What's up? You can't meet her. That's just as good as going to that girl and saying, yo, just change it from beautiful to I thought you look like a watermelon tonight. What's up? All right, now, listen, I cannot help but laugh while saying that. I cannot help but but smile and light up and all of my direct masculine intent energy is coming behind that. Therein lies the nuance, Adrian. Therein lies the nuance is that to the point of it's not so much about what you're saying but how you say it. That is far more important. You're 50. Now, why is it if we break down your 50 in my system, what is your 50? Your intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe. Pause. Do you notice that none of that has anything to do with your verbal linguistics? Why? Because when you rock up on a girl, she's not receiving your verbal linguistics as nearly as much as you think she is, probably to about 7%. 7% of what you are actually bringing to the table when you meet a girl is verbal linguistically just uh, recorded within her uh, conscious mind and subconscious as well. But the other 93% is your direct intent, your eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe. Makes up the other 93% of what you're saying. So if you have those others in check, you can go up to a woman and say, I think you look like a watermelon tonight. What's up? She still knows your intent. She still knows you're here to get down. Why? Because of your vocal, your intent behind it, I didn't go up to that girl to tell her she looked like a watermelon. I did, that's not the point. That's not the purpose. I, I know very well, she knows damn well, and I know damn well that I'm there because I want to see if there's a sexually charged connection between us. It's just that I'm feeling this vibe right now. This is the present moment I'm connected to. And I really thought she looked like a watermelon, so I want to come say, hey. Now, even just the way you heard my voice simmer down, ground down then, right? That's masculine intent coming straight through. She knows what that means. Now, if you're, now here's the new ones painting back. Should an absolute beginner now go out this Friday night this Saturday night, this weekend, what are you saying, Adam? What are you saying that now I should spend the entire night going up to girls telling them they're watermelons? Well, listen, if you have the rest of your 50 short up, hell yes, no problem, no problem. The amount of, some of the most amazing connections I've had with girls start off with bullshit like that. But herein lies, hold up, what was that all about? A screen just flashed. Hopefully we're still live here. Yes, we are. Therein lies the issue which is that an absolute beginner, an absolute newbie does not know and does not have the ability to read into the gray zone nuance, which is that, well, when Adam, when Adam goes up to a girl, say, say if you were to come up, came up with me tonight, Adrian, say we went out tonight and we were to run a test where the only thing you're allowed to open with is a, and you, how would you label this bullshit watermelon thing, calling a girl watermelon, how would you label that? We're going to label that as indirect bullshit. Let's say that's not you are only allowed to run that test of the indirect bullshit. You are not allowed to go up to go with verbally direct intent. And I'm also I'm also gonna do the same. And we're just gonna go one off the other. And you're just gonna keep, we're just gonna Adam goes one, Adam comes back, Adrian does one, Adam comes back. And you just get to uh, observe. Observe what's happening here. 
Now, if you've never done this before, and I know, and I don't, I'm not sure how much experience you have at night, but if you're asking the question, then you're definitely in a newbie zone. So, for the, any absolute beginner listening to this, when Adam goes out to a girl, and what he's going to observe is that when he goes up to a girl eight times out of ten, and he tells her that she looks like straight watermelon, she seems to love it. She seems to get charged by it. She gets emotionally uh, enraged by this and they enter this dance and all of a sudden it's, it's just like fireworks between them but for some reason when I go up to the girl and I tell her that she looks like a straight watermelon she just looks at me like a, what, what the fuck's wrong with you what are you are you retarded why does she look at me like she's about to throw her drink on me straight newbie's not gonna understand why if he's not getting the one-to-one with me and the reason why I want to lay now for you here is that well he has not learned to communicate the best of his 50 underneath that. He's placing far too much investment on the words themselves. So he's just fretting about the words. He's trying to get the words right. So when he comes out, it's not like, excuse me, miss. I thought you like straight watermelon tonight. <laughs> See how it's just, it, it lights me up. It lights me up because I remember all of the reference experiences I have, all of the memory banks in the war chest of every single girl I've ever said that to and it going down just like straight cookies and cream. Straight cookies and cream because I just fucking loved it at the time. And that my masculine energy was behind it. Because to me, what does watermelon mean? It's just like you're a sexy as fuck girl and come say, hey. Now that's just as good. You could say that just as good as long as it has the intent. As long as it has the intent and all the things that follow down from the intent. But when the absolute beginner goes up to a girl telling her she looks like a straight watermelon, it's probably not coming out that way. He's probably coming out with it like, uh, yeah, hey, I thought you looked like watermelon uh, my name's Adam <laughs> and it's just like it's toxic it's toxic because they're not having fun of it they're not realizing that it's got nothing to do with the words and this is where I'll wrap up this point uh, for you Adrian which is that there's a very big difference between the way that you look at your grandma and the way that you look at your tent there is a huge difference between the way that you speak to your grandma and the way that you speak to your tent so in the night if you can understand, and in the wise words of Miyamoto Musashi-san, Sama, please study this carefully. Please study what I just said carefully. Spend nights, spend nights studying what I just said. You can spend nights studying what I just said, and you will unlock the secrets of the universe within that. There is a difference between the way and the, the way that you look at your grandma, the way that you speak to your grandma, and the way that you look and speak to your ten. Study that carefully. And when you truly understand what that means, then you will be free to walk up to anyone, anywhere, anytime and say anything with any, with any level of brashness, any level of straight, it's going to say dickheadedness. <laughs> in a way, it comes, off, it comes off that way to those that are not there present in the moment. But the reason why is because you would have learned to have communicated your 50 in a very powerfully masculine way. Is it my recommendation? No. <laughs> no. No. It's just that we're having fun here in the social Q&A, so I'll let you in on some of this deeper shit. I'll let you in on some of this deeper shit of what I will be doing with my clients one-on-one. Would I, if I was doing a bowl session tonight where we got 10 guys, 10, 15 guys say, hey, listen, we're going to do a 30-minute uh, pep talk seminar at the beginning, and then we're all going to go out, and then we're all just going to light it up. Right? Am I going to equip, and then this is what I always do at the start of bowl sessions, I say, now, everyone raise your hand who has no idea how to approach a woman. You're straight, you're, you're level zero, you're ground zero. And those guys will put up their hands, and I say, okay, what I arm them with is they're open. I just arm them with an open so they can at least go out tonight, because that's all they're going to focus on. If they're at ground zero, they're just going to focus on going up to everyone and anyone uh, all night. 
And so if I just arm them with an open, they're going to have a good night. But am I arming them with straight watermelon tactics? No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I'm not arming the straight newbie with watermelon tactics. What I'm saying to him is that uh, direct intent, direct intent verbally for him because he's not learned to connect. Even at night, even at night, if he can just go up to a girl and just literally come up and say, you know, because either way, he's going to be shit scared. Either way, he's going to not be able to convey the best of his 50. So I want to reduce the amount of gray zone there is for him to fuck up. And there is far more gray zone for an absolute newbie to fuck up with straight watermelon tactics versus straight direct intent tactics. There you go. So hopefully you enjoyed that. If you guys are in this uh, stream right now and you're enjoying this content, drop that thumbs up down below. Drop me your comments as well. If you're on Spotify or iTunes or CastBox or Bordeaux.com where you can get this podcast straight up, send me your feedback on it. Let me know what you thought about the new hype intro as well. Oh yes, 10 toes out boys. You're in for a good one. Shout out to Lou out there. St. Lou is the one who uh, dropped that comment. So he's immortalized in the, uh, in the intro for such a Q&A. So hopping back in these questions, into these questions. And of course, guys, the Super Chat is uh, available if you'd like to donate to this channel and get your question bumped up to the top. Um, I, I keep popping the chat out, so I've got to... Here we go. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What a Super Chat, baby. Super Chat is in from Abel Martinez. Holy shit, he comes in with a $20 super chat. Nadia Tenda! What's going on here? Oh shit, you're just gonna rush That's amazing. Thank you so much, Abel. I'm so grateful. Hyper grateful. Uh, words cannot express. I just let out a whole bunch of Japanese. A whole bunch of Japanese. That's how much English cannot express my excitement and my gratitude for that uh, $20 pill right there. I'm going to say pill because on my screen right now, which you guys can't see, there's it looks like a, a pill from uh, Akira. Oh, it's probably there. It's pro Give me, chop them out there. Give me a sec. For those of you that are about to enter the live stream, just give me one sec. So, on my for those of you that did not know, uh, I have a separate YouTube channel which I started up. I think it's probably about a year ago now because one of my clients asked me to do an anime film review. Now, one of those anime film reviews is on this one, all time classic Akira. Now, this is what I was talking about. That this is a side tangent, but hey, we're having some fun here before I dive in on Abel Martinez's super chat of twenty dollars, which is insane. Uh, if you look at the back of uh, um, I've forgotten his name, but if you look at the back of his jacket right there, hopefully I'm holding out to the camera right, that pill, that's what it looks like on my screen when someone donates a chat like that. It looks like the medicine pill. Uh, how come I'm not re remembering his name right now? Anyways, it's not okay, but we'll talk about more of that later if we can, if you guys want to know more about that shit. Anyways, Abel, I'm extremely grateful. So what's going to happen here is I'm going to dive really deep on your context. I'm going to give as much uh, time as attention needed to do full justice to your super chat here. And uh, we'll get to other questions when we can after that. So, and by the way, for those of you wondering, where does that $20 go straight back to the channel? I have a separate bank account set up for Bordojo, uh, which just goes to, uh, actually, here you go. Here you go. Just as, uh, for those of you that are like, well, when do we ever see with the improvements? The webcam that's currently filming this right now, paid for by you guys. Uh, the new intro for the social Q&A live on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Bordojo Podcast, castbox.com. Uh, Castbox, Bordeaux.com. There you go. The new intro. All right. 
and all my intros, all that stuff gets paid for by you guys uh, for the tracks that get put into there. So just so you know, when you do donate, it's not going to that green tea and chill today. It's not going to that green tea. It's not going to that uh, to that Disney and hype. So here we go. Question coming in from Abel saying, <clears throat> I'm going to have to zoom in on this because this is a bigger question. Oh, come on. Come on. Zoom in. Sorry, this is it's like lagging up. Chotta, Mateo. Chotta, chotta, chotta. It's like not letting me see the full question. Oh, here we go. Abel says, how to stay humble. How to stay humble. Been in the journey for two years. I've changed a lot. Sexual abundance is good. Still learning every day. The thing is, is that a... Slide across. The thing is that a couple girls said that they thought I was cocky before I talked to them. Thoughts? Very interesting question, Abel. Very interesting question. Something I've not heard in a very long time. Brings a couple faces to mind though. So essentially, how to stay humble, been in the journey for two years, changed a lot, sexual abundance is good, you're learning every day. But you've had a couple girls say to you that they thought you were cocky before you talked to them. Very loose. Very aloof question here, Abel. I would like some further context. Uh, my first, the where my mind goes to first on this is that you've specifically said the girls that you've, you've spoken to a couple of girls and they said that they thought you were cocky before you talked to them. How do they feel afterwards? That's where my mind goes to. If you can, if you're still in this chat right now, which I hope that you are, um, I'm going to close this chat box because it's just not fucking, it's not working. <laughs> I've got to open it out again. Uh, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll go into your question now though, for sure. But if you could, because it is a super chat, I would like to know what did they, how did they feel about you afterwards? That's what I'm more interested in. But to your question, first off, how to stay humble, people think you're cocky, especially for those that have been in the journey. Let's write in on this. For those that have been in the journey, you've been in the journey for two years and you have experienced sexual abundance. Yeah, there is a tendency to get a little drunk, get a little high, ride a little too deep on your own rocket. And I've seen this. I've seen this. It happens to coaches a lot, actually. It happens to guys that got into this journey that experienced the change in their dating life, experienced the change in their being in which that they went from. You know, maybe they did go from uh, the hard case of all hard cases. And often, the, this is often the case, actually. Guys that came from a slightly lower position that have a bit of chip on their shoulder that do eventually go down the journey, the process of self-cultivation, and then find themselves in a much better place in life, they often carry that chip. They carry that chip and that they continue to ride that rocket as if that, that was something special about them. And you always feel it. I want to paint you guys a story. I'll show you a story from this, uh, Abel, which is that there was a coach I once knew. A coach I once knew who was an absolute hard case, an absolute hard case. I would say coach, a social dynamics coach. I'm not going to mention his name. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. And I'm not even going to say the city because the guys in that city would know who I'm talking about. Let's just say in Australia, though. And he, he was an absolute hard case and very, very eccentric fella. But for the life of him, just could not get it done with girls. But he just would go out, literally spent, he dedicated his entire life to the process of getting laid. That's what his initial motivation was. He dedicated his entire life to just getting laid. And lo and behold, he eventually got there to the point where he got an apartment in the inner city, uh, you know, like literally a doorstep away from the, uh, I can't say the street, won't say the street, but he was a doorstep away from, 
<laughs> I can't say the story, otherwise they'll know. Let's just say he was right there in the hotbed of where all the nightclubs are. And he quit his job, quit his study, and decided, I'm going to live my life to get laid. And you guys got to imagine, this is a hard case, like real hard case guy. On my scale, it's 0 to 10. 10 being the absolute natural, 0 being the hard case of all hard cases. He's probably somewhere between a 2 and a 3. Probably 2 and a 3, real low. Real low and just very eccentric and had probably one of the most unsocially calibrated people I've ever met in my entire life. And so he went hardcore. He quit his job, quit uni, and decided that, and when I say job, I, I, I mean like his, uh, like a legitimate job, a legitimate job where he was getting paid. I wasn't, it wasn't a salary, but it was a pretty guaranteed money at the time. And he just, oh fuck. So what do you guys think? How, how did he get his money? If I tell you how I got his, how he got his money, it will reveal who he is. Uh, no, I probably can't say. It. Okay. So but let me say, let me say this. There are some ways in this life of sacrificing your your physical being I'm just, yeah, I'm just I probably shouldn't say it I probably shouldn't say it uh, how do I say okay let's the way that he was supporting himself in order to live this lifestyle just to dedicate his life to getting laid was that he was allowing certain uh, no I'm not I'm just not gonna say it because I might get in trouble I might get in trouble for it in fact, I will get in trouble for it. So let's just say that he was getting money in less scrupulous ways. There you go. Less scrupulous ways. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, because I would get in trouble for saying that. Um, he would come down on me hard for that, actually. So less than scrupulous ways he was getting money to support this lifestyle. And so he moved into the inner city, right in this hotbed of nightclubs, and would go out every single night. He was out every single day as well, but all day, all night, for probably about an entire year. I say for probably about an entire year, this guy was going out and his progress was slow, real slow, extremely slow, even with this incredible exposure. But I came back a couple of years later and what do you know? This guy's a coach now. This guy's a coach. This guy's a coach. This guy's got an online platform. Like he's, he's got a presence online. He's got a, uh, a community of guys that are dedicated to just getting laid. And as you can see, this is not my audience. This is not the type of guy that's come to my content. In fact, of all my bootcamp clients, the ones that really ride and die able with him, they go really deep with me, often the times they say, they reference this guy or guys like him and say that, well, the reason why I came to you, Adam, is because I didn't not resonate with those guys. Not to say I'm hating on them, but I just didn't resonate with that, just get money, get sex, and get laid. Just, you know, fuck, fuck bitches, get money, that type of thing. I just didn't get down with that, but when I heard you talking about the masculine and feminine energy polarity and honoring the trust of sexual connection between this woman, I kind of got down with that. So he's in the opposite camp. And I remember having a bit of a chat with him about it, just trying to understand where how all this came to be. And while having a chat with him, we sat down as this one night with a whole bunch of different guys, and he had such an arrogance about him such an intense arrogance about him to the point where I didn't want to be around him. And like, I knew where he came from. I knew, cause, and that's part of it, is that I knew where he came from. I knew how fucked up he used to be. And then now sitting around this night's table, so to speak, the round table, and he's speaking, he's speaking so disrespectfully about women, about the, all these girls he's fucking each week and, 
and all these uh, sexual experiences. And, you know, he's the type of guy that records his lays, you know, like his secret hidden cam records this. And, yeah, it's like, I'm not, I, of course, there's something you'll never see on my channel. And I'm not judging him for that. If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. That's fine. But it's the way that he talks about it. It's the way that, and uh, I have collaborated with other coaches before that went down that path and I've stopped uh, aligning with them because I, that's just not what I want to be represented by because it's, just, it's, it's disrespectful to me that if a woman has placed her trust in you sexually and you're going to go ahead and record that secretly and then put it up on the internet, I, I can't get down with that. I can't get down with that. Now, if you want to get down with that, fine. And there's many guys that will love you for that. I will support you for that. Not me though. So anyways, we're at this round table, this night's table, and we're talking, and he's just talking so arrogantly. And he was, and he went through the same journey I did in the sense that he used the same, he used the same whetstone to sharpen his blade. He used the same fire of immensity that you've heard me talk about to sharpen and wield it and yield his blade. Yet we came out so differently. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the most humble person in the world and I'm the most grounded person in the world. No, by no means. But if you were to compare myself uh, to him, you might be able to make somewhat of an objective stance saying, well, this guy seems extremely ungrounded and this guy seems extremely uh, drunk on his own hubris and that he's just very much wrapped in his own ego and that he actually pushes people away and that I can't form a connection with him. Because he just got so drunk on his own on his own rocket, right? He just he he rode too deep on his own rocket, and that the journey and that's why I feel like he came from such that low place. So to your question of how do you stay humble, I feel like somewhere along the way this guy forgot where he came from. I think if you don't remember and if you don't have a if you don't keep a string at least just one just one string that leads back to where you fans came from then it's very easy to get lost on where you are right now. If you don't keep yourself a memory somewhere in the bank and remind yourself, at least on the daily, just for a brief moment of like, well, actually, this is where I came from. And to give you an example of humbling myself, this uh, you put, you may if you're really deep on uh, my content, you might know this, but before every bootcamp, before I meet every bootcamp client, I always go and meet girls. On the way to meeting bootcamp clients now that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like so so okay why is that important Adam why that's important is because for someone who's been entrusted to now spend the next two days with a guy helping him to transform himself and to now go ahead and go through the process of meeting 60 to 70 girls this day and probably slightly less, less the next day based on the structure but somewhere around 100 90 to 100 girls on average across bootcamp weekend right and he's entrusted in me that I know my shit so well that not only could I demonstrate for him on a dime, but I'm going to be able to break down. So flip from creative mindset to logical mindset and the polar opposites from breaking down someone's social dynamics to then on the drop of a dime, be able to demonstrate that for him in that moment. He's trusted within me to be able to do that for him. So for the ego, for my ego... My ego wants to preserve the memory of my last at bat, which is that, I don't know whether, whether I met a girl the day before. It could be even me the day before. A lot of the times I did, I was probably out of a girl the night before or the day before. But that day, my ego wants to preserve its memory of itself, which is that, oh, you have a shit. 
oh, you're awesome. Oh, you, yeah, you do this. This is your shit, right? You know exactly what you're talking about. And you could do this at any moment. So no need to go meet a girl right now. And and, and then the, the dark side of the ego comes in where it's like, and, but what if you were to get blown out? What if you get rejected? What if you, what if you fuck up? What if you fuck up? So, right? Ooh, don't want to do that before, right before boot camp. No, 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 don't do that. No, no, no. Let's just ride in. Let's ride in on our previous memory of our last at bat. And so what I do to humble myself in that part is that I force myself to meet at least one girl on the way to meeting my bootcamp client. But that, and that's for just temp- tempering myself and remembering that, hey, listen, this is, this is, remember where you came from. Remember where you came from. And that's the other part, which is that because oftentimes, because I've, you know, I'm probably somewhere at, I'll be getting close to my 10,000th interaction for sure, for sure over the last eight to nine years, thousands and thousands of interactions. I can do this stuff. In, I do this stuff in my sleep, literally. Right? And, uh, it's very easy for me to forget where I came from. It's very easy for me to to not be able to relate and have the empathy for my client who's shit scared, who's maybe traveled across the world from New York, from Canada, down to Melbourne, and has put his and has invested his life into this and to this moment in time with me. And it's very easy for me to not remember what that feels like. So for me to go out and actually, oh, actually, no, I need to go meet some girls on the way to meeting him because it's going to keep me humble. So the macro principle here, because I know you're not a coach, but the macro principle here is number one, able. Always keep a string back to where you came from. Always remember where you came from. You say you got sexual abundance right now. Remember what it's like when you did not have sexual abundance, right? If girls are telling you that you're cocky and that you got a bit of arrogance and they thought you were arrogant and cocky coming in, well, what that might indicate is that you were riding a little too deep on your own rocket, that you were starting to walk around with this air of that you're untouchable. You're Mr. Untouchable. That's possible. It's possible for sure. Now, listen, there are always going to be some girls that no matter what you do, no matter what you do, because arrogant and cocky is just relative to them. Especially for guys that have been that have been hardened and sharpened through this flame, through this fire, you can come off very cocky and very arrogant if you do not learn to read her energy right off the bat, especially with shyer girls. With girls that are much shyer, you want to talk about Southeast Asian girls, you want to talk about girls that are fresh out of that rice bowl, baby. Fresh out of the bowl, baby. <laughs> Oh, that tea is good. That tea is good. Those girls, they can get blown out of the water really quick by your energy. And it's not even that you were trying to be arrogant or cocky. But, you know, to when I was talking to Adrian earlier in uh, this uh, social Q&A live, I was talking about the difference between direct intent verbally, I just, you know, I thought you looked beautiful when it comes to hey, versus the straight watermelon tactics. I thought you look like a watermelon tonight when it comes to hey, <laughs> right? A lot of girls might misconstrue the watermelon tactics as you being a bit of a dick, as you being arrogant and cocky about this and not respecting her, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, like uh, in my system of night game, skydiving at night, part two is called skydiving and the free fall, sorry, it's the free fall. And when you enter free fall mode, you lose all sense of self and you lose a lot of calibration because you've just entered the absolute flow. You know, you had the plane ride up, which is stage one, which is getting yourself to altitude. Then you had the free fall down, which is now enjoying the present moment with a girl and the night in general. But free fall shouldn't last that long. Why? Because you lose calibration, you lose awareness and that you can't enter stage three, which is the pull section of night, which is coming into landing, which requires logical awareness. And, uh, and for those of you just wondering why are we going so deep with this shit? Because Abel donated twenty dollars to the super chat, so we're gonna we're gonna ride this deep. I'm taking him everywhere with this. 
Now, when you're in free fall, it is very easy to come off very cocky and very arrogant because you don't have much calibration at that point. You are just lost. You are lost in the free fall of this night with this girl, with that girl. You're making out that girl. Maybe you took that girl into the bathroom and you had sex with that girl and then you came back out and her friends pulled her away. Okay, if that happens, holy shit. If that happens, then you are, you are like, your sense of self has been thrown out the window. You have no chance of tempering your cockiness and your arrogance. Forget about staying humble at that point. Now, when I say forget about staying humble at that point, relative to who you are, where your natural set point, because your set point's been thrown out the window and that you're, the next girl you meet, the next girl you see, she might not necessarily be in free fall. Just because you're in free fall doesn't mean that she is. So that we have to learn to read the girl in front of us. And if you're getting told by girls that they thought you were pretty cocky and pretty arrogant when you came up, what that often speaks to is that you weren't able to read the girl in front of you. That if she was operating on frequency 91.9 and that you were operating on frequency 201.7, right, you came off at such a different level and that you did not quickly dial down. You did not quickly change your frequency to vibrate on the same frequency as her. Now, this is something that I talk to my clients all the time about, especially in the day. Uh, actually, not forget the word especially, but it happens a lot in the day, which is that when you get on a roll in the day, particularly, you get drunk. You get drunk on yourself and you get into silly mode. I mentioned this in day game session three. You get into silly mood, silly mode in the day. Say you met five, six girls. You went on an instant date with a girl and you were just fucking rocketed off. You're feeling so good. Let's say that your frequency gets amplified to say 201.7. And then you come in and then that's, and that, 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 that happened through an instant date. And then you, the next girl you go meet is only operating on 91.9. If you do not quickly dial down from 201.7 down to 91.9, you're going to blow her out. You're going to blow her out. And this is my principle behind this. You want to the take-home tactics, which is that you need to come in at the frequency she's operating at. You need to bring her up so you meet her at her operation. You meet her at her frequency. If a girl is coming in at 91.9, you dial down to 91.9. If a girl is at 201.7 and you're at 91.9 you dial up to 201.7 and what does this mean is that if she's really low-key shy energy you don't come in and try and blow her off with your extravagance with your old-time extravagance no no because she's gonna blow her out you don't give her a chance now is that to say and this is where guys get lost does that mean i stay there does that mean i curtail my extravagance even though i feel extravagant that day no all i'm saying is that just off the initial just off the get we meet her at her level, and then we bring her up. I was saying this to um, one of my clients in Canada, in Toronto, shout out to him, which is that he was a very socially, he was one of the most social guys I've ever met. His ability to just light up a room, light people up, to self-express, to just be the guy that you just want to hang with, right? It's all time, all time. But what that translated to when he met slightly shyer girls and girls that weren't operating on that level, so girls that were operating on 91.9, if he's a 201.7, those girls would get freaked out. Those girls would get blown out and that they probably would have perceived him as extremely cocky, extremely arrogant and not humble. So what I was saying to him is that, listen, what I need you to do is that I need you to meet her at her level. If you read her coming in at 91.9, drop down. Then as she gets warm, as you progress through qualification and you realize she's ready for investment, my my system of DM, open qualification, investment, close. When you start to slide into investment with that girl, that's when you can bring her up. That's when you can bring her up to your level. But there's no point in trying to bring a girl up to your level if you have not met her at hers. Lack of empathy. 
if girls are telling you that you're cocky and that you're arrogant, lack of empathy. And what, and what that really means, my man, Abel, is that you just come down to their level just for the beginning. It's not saying you're trying to, because you some uh, some of my deeper levels might say, but Adam, that sounds a little incongruent. If I'm operating on that extravagant 201.7, it seems a little incongruent to have to come down to her level. No, it's just been empathetic. I'm not. It would be incongruent if I told you to stay there, because what does that mean? That you're letting go of yourself, in the sense of that you're not even being yourself. You're not even allowing your natural energy to flow through of this woman. No, no, it's just that you meet her there and then you bring her up. If you take that in, and that would be the, if you were my client, and listen, you donated that strong super chat, it's $20. If you were my client, that's how I'm treating you right now, that's what I'll be doing with you tonight. The first thing we'll do tonight is that, and what I'm going to spend all night with you on, is that I'm going to train you to meet girls at their level and then bring them up. So you sound like a guy that has absolutely no issue approaching a girl off the bat. To the point where you're probably just coming in so hot that you're giving girls that arrogant, cocky vibe. Yeah, it's natural. So I talked to you, I brought you, we've been going for a long time on this and we will start to wrap it up here, which is that I brought you through the story of that coach, that that coach at the beginning who lost sight of who he was and where he came from, right? That's part one. Just keep it string attached. Keep that string attached. Always remember where you came from. Keep a string back to where you came from. That tempers you. It reminds you that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not so different. I'm I'm not this this special being just because I'm here now. Just because we're here now, you know, just because you got your chips with the dip, <laughs> just because you got your chips with the dip, that doesn't mean that there was a stage in time where you did not have no chip and no dip. There was a stage in time where you had no chip and no dip. And just because you have the chips and dip now, you have your chips with the dip now, it doesn't mean that they, you could not go back to that place. The, the journey has a powerful way of reminding us when we get a little too high on ourselves and we ride a little too deep on ourselves. You take yourselves a little too much dip. The journey has a powerful way of reminding you of where you came from. So if you don't humble yourself, often in case the journey eventually humbles you. That's part one I would say to you. Part two is that tactically, because that's macro, that's mindset, micro uh, tactics, is that all tonight what I would spend with you and what I would drill with you is meeting girls at their level of frequency. Learn to come into a girl, read her energy, drop down to it. She's not she's she's not pinging off. She's not super crazy. If she's not super uh, lubricated socially yet, drop down. Slow it down. Don't be as intense with your eye contact. Don't be so in her face. Don't be so squared up with body language, with body language all the time. Let, release the pressure on her. Release the pressure on her. That's the way that you drop down to because you might think that, well, how do you drop the frequency? You release the pressure frequency is amplified by pressure girls that are operating on higher frequencies amplify the pressure right a girl when you come up to a girl that's got uh that is operating on 201.7 and you're only on 91.9 you're going to get blown out why because you're not going to apply enough pressure to her your eye contact won't be enough for her your body won't be enough for her and so she's going to be looking for that and how is this demonstrated i fucking love this because we've got a straight tactics right here which is that there have been girls at night where we've been out, maybe say five, six dudes, five, six close guys. We'll go out into this bar and that all five of us will go and meet the same girl. Okay. All five of us will go and meet the same girl. Now, by the very default, this is the start of the night, by the way, all of us are operating on different frequencies. Maybe Adam's operating on 103.3, uh, Jimbo's on 81.7, Jay's on 91.2, et cetera, et cetera. And we all go meet the same girl. We've run this experiment several times. We all go meet the same girl. 
and we all just run the way that we would run. And what we notice is that, and this is very interesting, which is how the girl responds to different frequencies. And that based on where she was at and the one experience, the, the story I'm telling you right now, this one story in particular of a girl that was already at the start of the night, she had already pre-drunk. She had already, she's lit. Like she was already really amped up. And that what we noticed is that all the guys that came in at lower frequencies, so let's just say on an arbitrary level, she was at maybe say a, 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 a 250.5, all the guys that came in at a much lower energy, much lower frequency, because it's the beginning of the night. Guys that were operating on 95s, 97.1s, right? She didn't want to borrow them. She didn't, she didn't want to talk to them. She acted super disinterested, super cold towards them. But then the one guy that came in at a much higher frequency that met her at 250.5, she was, it was almost like, it, it was like, uh, it was cogs. It was cogs. It was cogs in the clock. It was just clockwork. It was just perfectly aligned, perfect alignment. And that she was down. She was so down. Now, he was, it wasn't because he was like some six foot four jacked German dude and she was just like, want to get all over him. No, he was just one of the lads. Just one of the lads. Just one of the guys we always go out with. Not some random anomaly. Not some, ph- just this phenomenal being. No, this is a guy that we go out with all the time. We know this guy's natural skill set. We know what he can do. He's, it's not like he's particularly on. This is the start of the night. All he did was, was just, just his frequency, came in with much higher energy, much more pressure, much more pressure, much more eye contact. His eyes were far more intense. He was far more brash. He was going with that, with that straight hardcore masculine intent right off the beginning and keeping his body squared up real close, real tight with her. She fucking loved it. Absolutely loved it because he met her at her frequency. <laughs> so it's slightly different to the how do you stay humble <laughs> but i wanted to give you as much value and as much context as i possibly could to you able because i'm just so uh, grateful uh eternally eternally grateful for your uh 20 super chat here and that's gonna go straight to the channel and i'm just i hope that brought you uh, as much value you know it's to me it's one of the most humbling things in the world you want to talk about staying humble it's one of the most humbling things in the world so thank you now my friends my friends, where are we at? Where are we at? This, I'm seeing the uh, the super chat here. There's a lot of questions. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Another super chat is in from you underscore Myron, bro. Oh, shit. Let, hey, just let me take a second here. Let me take a second here and get a sip of this old, this old tea. And just say, for those of you that are in the live stream right now, I thank you for being here. If you're enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up on the video down below. I would very much appreciate it. And if you're watching this in post or if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, uh, shout out to uh, Bordojo Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, etc., Castbox, or if you download the file straight from Bordojo.com. Uh, hit up the YouTube video or drop me some feedback. Slide me a DM on the gram at Uitang One. Follow me up there. Just get engaged with me. I really appreciate it. If you're in the feed right now, drop me a drop me a comment. Drop me a question. I come back. If you're watching this on YouTube in the post, drop me a comment down below. It helps out the video, and I'll come back and respond to you afterwards as well. This tea is fucking good. Okay, so we got a new super chat here from you underscore Myron Bro, which is, it comes in with a $5 super chat straight back to the Bulldojo Temple. And uh, like I said before, like all that stuff, that goes to paying for the new intro for, uh, for that, that soundtrack that's in the new uh, audio feed that we take the strip from this and I put it up on the podcast. For those of you that don't even like to listen to podcasts, please, just for the fun of it, after this, go listen to Social Q&A Live Episode 6. It's the first one with the new intro. It's a fucking hype intro. And uh, you guys paid for it as well, all right? You guys paid for the background track. Shout out to Tokyo Megaplex. I'm going to donate to him. 
So uh, thank you so much. He comes with the $5 super chat and he says to me, Hi, Adam, would love your perspective on this. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I need to zoom in on this. I know that, mm, so you underscore Myron Bros says with the $5 super chat, Hi, Adam, I would love your perspective on this. I know that on one of your pottos, <laughs> he said pottos, pottos, you said that you don't recommend doing online dating unless you have the physical looks to back it up. I was, I don't think I've ever said that <laughs> in those words, but I know what you're saying. Uh, I was still to try it. I was to still try it as a supplement to cold approach. I've definitely said that before though. My issue is that I get a lot of matches due to me being somewhat of an attractive male, but they don't convert into dates. We message back and forth for a little. Then I propose we go on an adventure to get coffee slash tea in which they mostly accept, but then they go cold and never message back. Any thoughts on tactics? Thanks, mate. Okay, so just to clear up a few things there. Uh, when he said that I don't recommend doing online dating unless you have the physical looks to back it up, I've definitely never said that word for word. But what I would, what I have said is that I would never recommend making, and in my videos and on my podcast on Tinder slash game, which I have an entire podcast on, which is that online dating and Tinder and Bumble and uh, Go Fish Me or whatever it's called, they should never be your main stake. They should never be your your principal investment. They should never be what you are spending most of your time doing. They are for the fuck around. They are for the fun of it. If you are, now here's the caveat. This That applies to those of you that are in the journey of social development. Why? Because you've just taken the power away. Online dating takes the power away from the process of self-cultivation and social dynamics. You don't, most most of the, for most of you guys listening, for most of the people getting into this journey that want to improve their, their dating lives, that want to attain the, the social freedom and the freedom of choice in their dating life, most of the gains is to be made in the first 10%. Now, it's not to say that the first 10% of an interaction is the most important. No, actually, the, that's why it's only the first 10%. It's just how you meet the girl. <clears throat> but it's still a very important 10%, and you have to learn to overcome yourself. That's what's so important about it, which is why online game and Tinder game, it takes away all of that. It takes away all of the stress, the, the stress test to see whether you can put aside all your limiting beliefs, all the paper walls in your mind, all of your, all of your internal bullshit as to what's going to happen, as to getting your body physically over to this woman and conveying a direct, congruent, authentic vibe, the best of your 50 to this woman. All of that's taken away with online dating. So that's why I say it should never be your principal investment. If you're in the journey for self-development, for your self-cultivation, for the process of social dynamics. If you're not, then by all means, spend all your time on Tinder. I know guys that make their living off of Tinder. I know guys that are going out on three, four, five days a week on Tinder and slaying, right? Slaying. I know guys that are doing that. And to the point of what you underscore Myron Bro was saying, yes, they are physically very attractive beings. Hashtag no homo, not there's anything wrong with that. Shout out to Seinfeld. So I agree with you on that, which is that, uh, yes, for those, and listen, for those that might get upset by that, but Adam, that's so unfair. It's so unfair. What? That's so unfair. What, what, why is it that only the physically attractive guys get to fuck it up on dinner? You know, it's well because that's the currency. That's the currency being exchanged. The currency being exchanged on Tinder is your physical looks. So don't complain about it. For anyone who gets butthurt about that, like, what, what did you expect? 
you think girls are judging your your uh, your direct intent, eye contact, body language, vocals, and vibe through Tinder? No. <laughs> so, I agree with that. Now, he then finished up by saying that you can supplement it. Yeah, that's that's what I agree with. You can definitely supplement your main stake and your main principal investment of spending all your time in day game and night game, which is like 90%, 95%, 99%, 100%, 100%. And then every now and again, you could fuck around when you're on the bus ride home. Just You don't even look at it. You just, you literally, this is what you do. This is what you do. Straight tactics. You want to know how to use Tinder most effectively? Straight tactics, which is this. You open up the age range to all ages. All ages. Do not set it between 18 to 22 or 18 to 34 because I'm only interested in girls 18. No, 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 no. 18 to 100, right? 18 to 100. Open it up. Set your physical distance range from zero kilometers to infinite, if that's what you can, but the maximum, the maximum range, okay? And then from there, you get your four best photos, right? Four, no more than four. Four of your best photos, particularly candids, ones that it's not you just staring straight at the photo, at the at the, uh, at the lens, unless it's a GIF, one of the little videos that they allow you to do, and you're in some cool environment, like you're in the lake or whatever, you're about to do skydiving or whatever you're about to do, right? And it's like a selfie, that's a bit different, right? But you're going to get some candid photos, four of your best. If you need to, go on Airbnb, and, uh, or not even on it, you can just have, you go on Google and you can get, uh, just hire a professional photographer to go around the city with you and take some candid photos. Perfect. That's fine. All right. You get a few of those, four of your best, you put them up. Now, once you get those back, those tactics straight up settled, also your questions might be, should I show other people with me? Yeah. Have one of your best mate, have one with one of your best girlfriends. If you got in there as well, uh, try to avoid family members, try to avoid, uh, photos. What's the other one? There's the other one that I've stress tested here. Which is uh, what ones that make you look like very uninteresting. <laughs> ones that like just avoid average photos. You're just gonna show the four of your best. That's it. Okay. Once you've done that, you are now going to take the speed limiter off your phone. I didn't know this. This was a game changer. On your phone, most of the time you've got a default energy saving mode. Take the energy saving mode off, put it on a high performance mode, whether you're using an iPhone, I use a Droid. So in Droid, what's it called? It's uh, it's performance mode, I think is what it's called. You put your phone on performance mode. What this is going to do is that when you go to swipe, is that it's going to allow you to swipe 10x faster. What you're going to do is that, if you're watching my phone right here, is that you are just going to mindlessly, you're not even going to look. You take your eyes off the screen and you literally just put your thumb down on the green heart. And you're just going to button smash that shit. Button smash that shit. Just, which, what does that mean? Right swipe, right swipe, right swipe, right swipe, right? And you're going to do it as fast as you can. And if you take the performance limiter off your phone, you can swipe through 10x faster. It's, it's more than that, probably. It's like it's like 100x faster. A girl, a girl at a bar showed me this. A girl at a bar in Melbourne showed me this and it blew my fucking mind and all these matches just like coming up straight up. So listen, that's what you're going to do. Now, why have I told you all these things? Just because this is a super chat. I want to dive in with more tactics on it, which is that what we're doing here, I opened up your, your age range, I opened up your location range, and I opened up your influx. Tinder is a game of numbers. So all you need to do is just get the feed in. It's not about, do I like this girl? I do not like that girl. No, just get as many matches as you can get in. Now, to, a, uh, to Yumarin's point, his struggle is that he's not actually able to connect on day twos. Now, based on what you said here, my friend, which is that 
You propose that you go on adventures to get coffee and tea, in which they mostly accept, but then they go cold and never message back. Any thoughts on tactics? Two things. My number one question would be, is that how long are you taking to set up the day two? Well, I guess in this stage, it's technically called, technically called the day one because you never met before. How long are you taking? Are you taking, are you setting up for in a couple of days? Are you even waiting to shoot for the day two in a couple of days? If you're take the time elapsed on Tinder, one of my texting principles, which is if you go to uh, Text Game Explained, one of my most popular videos in my channel, same principle, but it applies on steroids in Tinder, which is that the flame of ignition that happens in an online interaction has, it burns out so much quicker. So what you need to do is capitalize as soon as possible, if not that night, next day, day after latest, right? You are shooting to get to meet this girl straight up. Now, sometimes I say, but what if a girl feels like that's too fast or that's too forward? It will be if you're trying to shoot for the bullshit dinner or the bullshit high investment day. But if you're shooting for the low key, uh, you know, let's get to know you, let's go chill out in town, get a quick tea, get a quick coffee, get to know each other. Let's just get to know each other. Can't handle this Tinder shit. Oh, I can't handle this Tinder shit. Let's just get to know each other. I've got a quick, uh, you know, quick hour on Friday. What's up? And you said that on Wednesday, right? Either that night, what do you have to do tonight? What do you have to do tomorrow? What do you have to do in the next day? You need to keep this within a three-day range. Like eight out of 10 times. There might be two out of 10 times. You might have just a straight connection with a girl that it doesn't matter if you set up within a week. That's okay. That's the first thing I look at. How long are you taking to set up these day twos, day ones, I guess? If you're taking far too long, they're just burning out. Okay, that's that's what I see of a lot of guys. Part two is wait, hold on. What's the end of your message there? Oh, they go cold or they accept. They accept and that they go cold after that. So what I'm thinking is that that's what tells me is that maybe you're dragging out too long. But let's say you fix that. One other mistake you could be making is that you're not taking it off Tinder. It's okay to keep communication on Tinder if it's going to happen that night or the next day. Okay, but. If this day two is not going to happen in for maybe two days or three days, switch it to Instagram, switch it to WhatsApp, switch it to text. I would, depends on the type of girl. It depends on the type of girl. If, if this looks like the type of girl that, in terms of the hierarchy, if it looks like the kind of girl that uses Instagram and she's connected her Instagram to Tinder, you can shoot for that first. Otherwise, WhatsApp, for those of you that are not in Australia, Australians don't use WhatsApp as much. So it's going to be texting if you're in Australia. Get it off Tinder as soon as possible if you two are not going to be seeing each other immediately. If you're not going to be seeing each other, I mean, if it's going to be like, say, you match with this girl on a Wednesday and you're not going to meet up with her until Friday or Saturday, the first thing is like, we're going to shoot. We're going to have a little bit of back, back and forth just within the first 30 minutes just to see if she's cool. If I find that she's cool, all right, we're going to shoot for this green tea adventure. This cool, I've got an hour to chill on Friday. Let's get to know each other, get off this Tinder shit. And you downplay Tinder because we can all agree with that. None of us like Tinder. You downplay it and then you shoot her. If she's like, yeah, cool, Friday, 3 p.m. works for me. Don't keep it on Tinder there. Right, say, so, okay, listen, now, I find it really awkward to message on Tinder. Do you have, uh, if she seems like an Instagram girl, what's your gram? Add it up on gram, that's great. If she doesn't seem like an Instagram kind of girl, straight to texting. And without default, texting always goes down well anyway. Everyone has the ability to text. So get it off there, right? Get it off there. Tinder, the reason why and the principle behind that is that you're not the only one messaging her on Tinder. You feel me? You're not the only one messaging you on Tinder. So every time she has to go see a message from you, on Tinder, if you're keeping the comms there, she's also seeing the messages from Luke and from Stefan and from fucking Jeffrey, right? She's seeing all these other messages. I want to take her out of that. And that's so when she just gets a message from Adam through text, it's just from Adam. She gets a message on the gram, just from Adam, right? That type of thing. Gets the notification, just from Adam. So 
that's straight hardcore tactics right there. Summing it up, don't take too fucking long. Keep as as much as can. I had a girl but just this uh just this week. Like this, is what I said like this is your one percent. I had a girl this week, uh, which I matched with like on a Wednesday night, and this is the vibe. Which is that you know the first thing she's she's like she just tells me I'm here tonight. I'm here tonight, right? That's one thing you say. I'm here tonight. We're doing this tonight. Come out tonight. Try and get things done as soon as possible, but to get it off of the Tinder app as soon as possible as well. So, my friends, my friends, thank you, and thank you so much, Myron, for the uh, super chat. Blows my fucking mind. Straight back to the channel. Straight to the channel. Now, I'm set, I'm just diving into the YouTube chat feed here, and it's interesting. These messages retracted. I keep forgetting to go back and type into Google if messages retracted are retracted by you or if messages are retracted are retracted by YouTube. <clears throat> because that sounded, <clears throat> that sounded a bit weird. Got some phlegm stuck in my throat. Uh, because I've seen that before. And I think it's YouTube retracting them for inappropriate language. So settle down, boys. Settle down. Uh, so look, listen, guys, we've got about, I'd say, five minutes here. So I'm going to try and get through as many questions as possible. We had two massive super chats. So I spent a long time on them. So hold on, let me just uh, we'll check this shit out. Yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. So uh, give me that chat back. Give me that chat back. So if you guys are in the live stream right now, drop that thumbs up down below. I'd really much appreciate it. And if you're enjoying this content, just uh, let me know. Drop a comment down below. If you're listening to this in post on the YouTube feed, drop me a comment. Uh, yeah, those of you on the podcast as well, let me know what you thought about that intro. And uh, of course, hit me up on the gram. Best place to connect with me at uitang one on Instagram outside of this, uh, these live chats. So in the last five minutes here, I'm going to get through if there are any last uh, questions here. Otherwise, we'll wrap it up because i got to get out of here. So there were a few uh, messages retracted. Uh, the, next, the next question comes from Nice Smack, uh, who says, can a girl be dunce or she's playing dumb? I've flirt with her, but no keynote. Everything going smoothly, but all of a sudden, the, in quotes, I have a boyfriend comes out, end quotes. What the hell? So basically, what I think he's saying is that, is a girl just playing dumb when you're flirting with her and everything seems to be going well, and then all of a sudden, she says, I have a boyfriend. Listen, nice, Mac, because there's, you got to give me more context. Like, there's, that's such a broad question. Listen, when? When does she come out with a boyfriend? Is she in that interaction or on the day two? Because many girls will delay it. And I've referred to this as, is she life rafting you? A lot of girls will play the life raft. A lot of girls have boyfriends, aka the SS boyfriend, yet would like to keep you as the life raft on the side so that if things don't work out with the SS boyfriend, they can scoot out when the Titanic goes down and that they can uh, get onto this life raft and sail off of you. That happens. That happens a lot on day twos. But... You know, and yes, there are definitely girls that if you are speaking about the initial interaction, that girls will, for sure, they, there are many girls that will go out at night purely just to get the validation of guys, even though they full well have boyfriends. Right? They just go out because they just they just want to dress like, they want to dress it up. They want to, I should say, dress it down. They want to dress it down. They want to go out with their BFFs and they just want to get drunk and just have all the guys coming after them just so that they can deny the guys because they have a boyfriend. Yeah, some girls do that, right? And so, what of it? Like that, I have no issue with that because it's like 
is what it is. You, you can't change that. They're not going to change it. What are, what are you going to do? Put out a, a public service announcement saying girls that have boyfriends, you need to tell us immediately. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I like the dance. What I would change about your mindset is that I like the dance of a girl that tells me she has a boyfriend. Listen, girls that are out on hen's nights, girls that are out, uh, you know, uh, fiancés, girls, girls that are engaged and they're about to be wedded the next week or the next day and they're out on their hen's night. I love to approach those girls and listen, they're wearing their wedding gowns or they're wearing the veil, right? You clearly can tell that they are uh, taken by someone else. I love to approach those girls and see how far we can go. I've had some nights where I've gotten that close, that close with a girl and her friends. Like there was this one night where we're having this as they start of the night, this hen's night's out and she's uh, a super attractive Filipino. Uh, she's a woman at that point. And she's like so sexy though. And she's on the dance floor with all of her uh, hen's chicks, I guess you could call them, all the other, the bridesmaids, I guess you can call them. And and they're all dancing on the dance floor. It's very early in the night. And I just come fucking in. I just like get, get go straight up to the girl who's about to get married. And I just like just just whip her in. Just like take her by the hand. We start dancing together. She's loving the vibe. She's obviously a little bit tipsy as well. She's loving it. And her best friend, and they like sandwich me. They put me in between this just hot sandwich. And they're like grinding on me in this sandwich. I'm just fucking loving it. And, and I remember uh, one of my weeks of time, Jordan filming it. And... And uh, I took, I, so once that's all done, we're having a lot of fun with that. And it's like everyone in the club's like watching this. I take her by the hand, the, the one who's about to get married. I take her out to the side because I want to get some isolation with her. And I take her out to the side and we're just, we're having a great time just talking. And I keep going to, I keep attempting to kiss her because she's feeling it. She's like, she's, she's a uh, Sailor Moon with me right now. She's Sailor Moon eyes me. And, uh, but she keeps giving me the cheek. And at a certain point, her best friend, uh, I really thank her uh, bridesmaids for giving me that time. But at a certain point, her bridesmaids could see how much she was starting to fall in on me and that she was about to make a huge mistake because she was she's tough, she was like starting to crack. She was starting to warm up. She's like, oh shit, I'm starting to like this guy now, even though she's about to get married the next day. And then, so her best friend came in and, and tried to take her away. She didn't want to go. She was like fighting her best friend. But anyways, the the, the point of that story is that enjoy it. Enjoy it when girls pop the boyfriend, pop the husband on you. I know that time, it's obvious that she did have a husband, a boyfriend and a husband. But many a time a girl will pop that, whether she's in the initial interaction, whether it's on the day two. Enjoy it. Enjoy the dance. Because listen, it doesn't really matter if she's still standing there in front of you. And that's my mindset. I'm not keeping her there. I'm not keeping her there. If she's if she's got a boyfriend and she's told me she, now she's had a boyfriend, I'm like, that's cool. So... You can either continue this and we're gonna I'm gonna keep leading because you this is what you signed up to. You signed up to a masculine being here. I'm gonna keep leading. At any point, you can leave and there will be no hate, there will be no anger, there's no judgment. I'm not gonna try and keep you here. Right. As long as you have that completely that attachment devoid mindset of that I don't need you here. You don't need to be here. I don't need to keep you here. So you dance with this girl, or you're with this girl uh in this nightclub, or even on a date, even on day two, and she pops the boyfriend and you're like, that's fine. You got this boyfriend. I'm not trying to marry you. I'm not trying to lock you down, but don't get upset about when I try and kiss you. Don't get upset about when I say, let's go back to my place for that Disney and chill. Don't get upset because you're here. You, you're here right now. If you are going to get upset, the door is here. The door is here. You can leave anytime. That's the mindset. So don't be like, what the hell about it? Be like, hell yes, let's go. I actually 
some of the most passionate sex you'll ever have is with girls that are cheating on their boyfriends. Now, of course, that's a uh, that's a morals and ethics decision for you, and I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. I don't do it as much anymore purely because it causes a lot of issues. But earlier on in my journey, I used to have sex with girls that had boyfriends a lot, right? That they were cheating with their boyfriends and they were just using me as the catalyst to do so. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know them. I didn't even know they had a boyfriend at the time, right? And, and they told me in post. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I noticed you're a little bit aggressive, <laughs> but, but okay, that's interesting. That's a morals and ethics things for you, but don't get dejected. That's the principle here. Guys get too dejected by girls that throw up challenges and that they just wipe the white flag, the white flag and they give up when a girl says she has a boyfriend. To me, that's my get in. When guys give up because a girl says she has a boyfriend, I get in because I've conveyed my masculine intent. She knows what it is. And if she's continuous, she's chosen to stay here. She's here with me in front of me, yet she's told me she's had a boyfriend, yet she's not left. It's like, this is fucking on now. This is when the dance begins. This is why, this is the get in mentality. This is the rise up mentality, not the give up mentality. Let's go. Okay, so my friends, uh, oh, holy shit, that was where we're going to wrap this up, but oh shit, ah, Manio, we just got a $5 super chat from Nice Mac, who says, yep, you answered it, so my man, my man, thank you so much, I'm extremely grateful, go straight back to the channel, that's your brick in the bottom of your temple, and you've donated to this super chat before, so I'm super, super grateful, and he's just saying thanks for the answer I gave him before. So, my friends, this is where we now need to wrap up. Perfect time as well. I do need to get get out of here for sure. So, if I did not answer your question in this live chat, feel free to uh, come back next week, same time next week. Friday is 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time. And uh, we'll get it. Um, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at uitang1. And, uh, yeah, if you, are, if you did enjoy this live stream, please drop a thumbs up down below. If you're watching this in post, drop me a feedback. Talk to, me, talk to me about your journey in the comments down below. Drop me a comment down below. Get engaged with this community. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys real soon. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the outro will run right now. And I'm sure there'll be a new outro as well. So hell yes. Hell yes. And by the way, I just want to reiterate here, for those of you that donated to the Super Chat, uh, you guys paid for the new intro on the Social Q&A Live podcast version. Um, so that's all thanks to you guys. So thank you to everyone that joined in. Very much appreciated. I'll catch you guys real soon. Now, how the fuck do you end this again? Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m., Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at bulldozer.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life, and if you'd like to become a Bowl Insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the Bowl Insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your day in life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style. <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat. Also, if you would like to donate to this bottle, you can do so by donating anything that you wish through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me 
forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. And anything you guys do donate is so tremendously appreciated. It's, uh, it blows my mind. So thank you so much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.